This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello, wonderful listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. Before I dive into the episode, I'm just recording a little bio here to share with you about Michelle Baxo, who is the empowerment coach that I interview in today's episode. So I just wanted to let you know that she's an incredible human being. She's an international empowerment coach, bringing women from powerless to powerful in every area of their life. You can find her in Forbes, Cosmopolitan, Insider, CNN, NBC, Toronto Sun, and in countless podcasts and summits. Michelle's YouTube channel provides a wealth of knowledge around love and empowerment, and her new book, Power Love Dating, is soon to be released. Michelle has a master's degree in counseling psychology and a professional background in psychotherapy, mind-body healing, and was formerly a personal development manager and program leader with Landmark Worldwide. So I'm just going to say right now that this episode, after we recorded it, I was just so floored. It was so golden. And I know that you're going to get a lot of nuggets from this. I'm very excited to hear your feedback. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. My name is Kayla and I am interviewing Michelle Baxo. She is an empowerment coach. I met her in Toronto a couple of years ago. So she was a leader for a course that I did for seven months called the Introduction Leaders Program. So we met through Landmark Worldwide. So I've talked about Landmark a lot on my podcast before, and it's obviously because I've met incredible human beings from these personal development courses that I've done. So I've invited Michelle to have a conversation with me today about love, about what's going on in the world right now, about really showing up for yourself, no matter what the circumstances. And so I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome welcome her onto the channel and have this great conversation. So Michelle, welcome. Can you please tell us a bit about yourself? And I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. It's great. And it's great to be with you, Kayla, <laughs> um, you know, given our history and, uh, and great to be with your, with your peeps, with your people. Um, so yeah, so I am, I'm an empowerment coach. I fundamentally, I work, well, I work primarily with women and a few good men, but mostly with women. And these are like the go-getters, the leaders, the high achievers, the like wanting you know, to squeeze the juice out of this one sweet life that we do have to live. And, um, and so what the work I do with them is really looking at no matter how powerful you are, where are you still powerless? Where are you, where's that spot you're stuck in that? What the hell? Why can't I get this to work? And so we bring power to the powerless aspects of our life. And, um, and I do that a few different ways. I do that one-on-one. I do that. I have a women's only group program and probably the most, um, the most common area that people come to me to work with is on, um, finding love, like the journey of finding love, right? No surprise. A lot of powerful women that have focused on, you know, the contribution they are in the world and whoopsie, I forgot about, (laughs) forgot about me having the love too. Right. So, um, so that's definitely something that I'm also, uh, I'm also known for, but yeah, I just, I just get to work with awesome women and create awesome results in their life. It's the bottom line. I love it. I'm so Mm -hmm. excited to have you 
on this episode today and how we're going to be bringing this whole conversation about power into really what's going on in the world and then just really talking about our relationship to ourself and so it's it's going to be a great conversation and I love right before we started recording too just so the audience knows we were kind of riffing on ideas like oh should we talk about COVID-19 today should we talk about love and relationships and I think all of this is going to tie in beautifully because it is relevant to what's going on in the world but I know that what we talk about today will be applicable to what's happening now, what's happening tomorrow. Like you can even look back on like what's happened in the past of your life and just really step into your power. Cause that's what this is about today. Yeah. Yes. I was wondering <laughs> before we, before we dive into that, can you share more of your story of how you got to where you are now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can, I can. Uh, where do you want me to start? Well, I want you to share, because obviously when I met you, mm-hmm. we, I, you were leading that course with me for seven months and yeah. obviously all the other participants as well. But prior to that, I remember you sharing like how you got into like power love and everything was when you were in the self-expression and leadership program. And a little how, bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, get, I asked because there's so many parts to my totally. journey. There's what led for me to even be a leader at, and manager at Landmark. There's oh, yeah. what had me, had me leave that to do this. So yeah. So when, so it actually wasn't what I was participating in. There's, is that course called the self-expression leadership program. And prior to being your ILP leader, I was actually uh, in training to be a self-expression and leadership program leader. So while I was apprenticing um, that program, you know, just like any of those courses, when you're leading it, apprenticing it, or participating it, or coaching it, any of it, you're doing all the work every time, right? So, um, so when I was apprenticing, I um, I was doing my project, and I was going to do it on something that was. Um, what was it? I was going to do it on helping kids have access to instruments because I love music and it's been a big part of my life and I was going to do that, which would have been wonderful. But then, um, but then the, the course leader, Tammy's like, Michelle, but your, your goal for yourself and your life over these next four months is to find love. Why don't you make it related to that? And I was like, ugh, that sounds awful. <laughs> like, what, like, what am I going to do? Like make a, make a meetup group where a bunch of us women just complain about how there's no good men left. Like that's as far as I could see and how I could bring this area of life. like just zero possibility. Right. But I started percolating that a little bit and I was like, no, there's gotta be something, but there's, I have to do this in a fun way. Like I absolutely, I'm not taking on my love life anymore in any way that's not developing myself as a human being, like as growth and expansion. And that isn't somehow more fun than the awful ways I had experienced it so far. So, um, so what I did is I created some, I actually created a video blog and, um, where I would phone just like with my, with my cell phone, like it was totally homemade. Um, we did a video blog and designed something called a dating game. And so in this dating game, I would go on two dates a week. And I really, it was like, that was the structure. Like that was, I had to figure out how the heck do I go on two dates a week? I was working 70 hours a week, right? So it's not like I had all this extra time to go making this happen. So it was really bringing that, that intentionality, that unreasonable, whatever, like, and I had to get really creative with it too. Um, And then also at the same time, sought out a large amount of, of love and dating advice. So some professional, some from my community, like people in my life. And so what I did is I would go, I would, 
on these dates, I would go, I would take one piece, like a dating kind of tip, you know, like, like a cheesy tip, like wear lipstick or something, right? Or let someone, let someone pay for your dinner. See what that's like, right? So like a dating tip and then also a personal development goal, like, or something to focus on. And that was where my attention was at. Otherwise just being really present with people and not treating them like an interview anyway. So, and I documented the whole thing through, um, through this video blog I was doing. And so as I was doing this, I could not believe how much was unfolding. Now I, I for sure was at the advantage of, I worked for a personal development company. I was coaching. I had coaches. I had a lot of support around me to actually utilize this model. And um, anyway, so my, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find love within four months. That was my bold statement, which did not seem possible at all. But it actually was only four freaking weeks until Tommy, who you well, you now know, right? And some of the people in my life know who he is, who was already in my life, just absolutely invisible to me asked me out, which never happened. <laughs> like people didn't just go around asking me out, right? Um, and I would have normally have said no, not because he's not lovely, but because I figured I would already know if I was interested in him. And I, he volunteered at Landmark and I figured I'd already know if there was a spark. But because I had that dating game rule, I'm like, I, I, need, I only have one date so far scheduled this week. I need to go on a second one. So I went and, uh, and he's now the, you know, the father of my baby, my life partner, you know, happily ever after I could go on and on about it. And it really rocked my world because there was so many, so many pieces that I would not have normally have done, even as someone who is formerly a psychotherapist, who, you know, was, uh, you know, I'd been a manager at, immersed in personal development in my, in my employment with Landmark for four years, you know, like all of this stuff, these tools that I had, I just like, it. not that it couldn't have made a difference. I just wasn't, I was blind to applying it. And there was all these little pieces that made that happen. It was not chance. It was not gonna happen anyway. I'm so clear about it. And, um, and so where that led for me was into creating the whole of the life that I really want. I loved my work supporting people and empowering people through personal development with Landmark. It was awesome. It was rocking, but it really was a huge amount of my life. And it was part of what I wanted. What I also really wanted was that true partner in my life. I wanted to raise a family and I wanted to be one of like, I wanted, you know, I didn't want a, a, a nanny raising my kid. I wanted to raise my kid. Right. So when it came time to looking to do that, I knew that, they, you know, I, you know, blew my kiss to Landmark and said, thank you so much. And I, you know, I, you know, I'm still, still share that work widely, but needed to look at what difference do I want to make and have the light and have the, the rest of the life that I want to have. Right. So that's when I came back to building my own, my own business again. And this time I decided online, let's be worldwide and, um, and developed power love. Right, so power love really is the in between of two of, of two seemingly polarities, right? Um, being powerful or being being all love, and really the space in between, in between the extremes that we normally go to from one or the other. The space in between is that magic sweet spot where we can make so many things happen. So, sort of my 
my my contribution to the women empowerment movement. I love this story. I'm like listening to you. My face hurts from smiling the entire time mm. that you were that you were sharing this. And I wanted to ask you this specific thing. Like I had an intuitive nudge to ask you because I can hear in your story what happened was you were in a position where you thought, oh no, this is not happening. Like you thought you knew how you were going to find love and how it was going to work out. And instead you were willing to take the suggestion that it could be different. And then you made a commitment and then you kept showing up for yourself. And then you just kept taking the actions. And I'm sure, you know, it, it was not all like hunky dory the entire time. No. Like, like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No, it was mortifying. Like, I'll be oh, really yeah. honest with everybody. Right. Like I, like I, I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm just going to say it. But I, you know, was, I showed up for people as this, as this empowered woman, as this powerful woman for people as a leader. And you might not all have thought this, but inside of me, I felt like I was, in, I was embarrassed or I was ashamed to have to even want a committed relationship and not have it, to even say that that was important to me. There was all of this, this shame in there. Like I'm, you know, like I somehow need a man or I need like that it would, that it would diminish my, my power somehow by saying that I wanted to be a mom, by saying that maybe I didn't want to work 70 hours a week. Maybe I wanted other, you know what I mean? Like there's, there was just all of this or even admitting that I didn't have things that I wanted. So, like in in somewhere in my my twisted subconscious, I had convinced myself that that was something to be ashamed of. So a big part of the journey for me was actually squashing that shame, and that's why that's why the video blog like the video blog doesn't have to be a part of someone's journey. But what was brilliant about it was the more public I made this journey, the more I squashed that shame, and it actually became about making a point. <laughs> it actually became the access to my leadership for people and other people started doing it. And that's what gave me the idea. Like, Oh, like maybe I should be sharing this with more people because people were like, Oh my God, totally into it. Like, let's stop hiding of this. Let's stop pretending we don't want something so many of us want. Now, some people don't want it and that's totally fine, but there's yeah. a lot who do that are kind of hoping we can just be sneaky online and hopefully nobody who knows us will see us there. Like this whole world of shame around it that like is uncomfortable to squash, no doubt. Oh, but it was so my access to so much, so much. It's really, there really is an amount of freedom when you decide to just face your own shit to be honest. And I'm yeah. listening to you and obviously you're sharing about relationships, but I'm listening to you as a newer entrepreneur. And I'm hearing this, like say I'm getting into a relationship with building my own business and becoming self-employed one day. And there's so much icky shame around that. Like, Oh, who am I to want this? Like there's yeah. already coaches out there. You know, I should just work for another company for the rest of my life. And have this rigid whatever like there's there like I can totally relate to that like because obviously I'm I'm in a long-term relationship right now and I get I can get what you're sharing with that aspect but I'm hearing you and I'm like this is my relationship with my my business right now I totally, totally. get that yeah. I can apply to anything this whole squashing of the shame and just like putting yourself out there and being uncomfortable and like shedding all these layers and just letting things go like it's it's really it's really a journey and it's it's messy but it's meant to be so that things can fall back into place how they're meant to be. Totally, totally. The messier the better. Like the more I think the more we're showing up, the more we're taking risks outside of what's predictable. 
the the more we get to be surprised by what's possible, right? And yeah. so, yeah, I think that's I think that's just amazing. And even what you were sharing, you know, like I I consider myself successful in in the business that I've created. Even just just recently, because as you know, and um, and anyone who's listening who's known me for a while. For a long time, I called myself a love coach, right? And that's and and really focused my messaging on one particular niche, so to speak, because that's a very business smart thing to do. And um, and I've you know I've had a lot of success in that. And and I decided to to really expand into my whole truth, which is which is not just finding love; it's all empowerment. And that is the work that I do with so many people, but it's like secret somehow. Anyway, but deciding to actually come out, so to speak, as an empowerment coach, I went through the same kinds of fears. Like, um, is, is, this is, this is not business smart. I'm confusing people. I look like, I don't know who I am. I'm, I seem wishy-washy. Maybe it seems flaky. Like all the, who am I to say that I am like the empowerment coach, you know, like all of these fears, they're the same for everybody. You know, I'm watching even like our prime minister right now on TV every day as he, or if, you know, if you're anyone in the U S I don't know how you feel about your president on TV every day, but <laughs> For, for me, like looking at our premier, our prime minister, all I think about is like, oh my God, what are you probably dealing with as a human being right now to show up for people like the, like the way you are, to still have your eyes sparkle at us as if everything's going to be okay. You're like, I just can't imagine all of what he must be dealing with, right? Like, who am I to tell the country what to do right now during COVID-19? Like, oh my God. Who am I to, you know, like, all that stuff. So it's the same for all of us, right? And I think that's where we really need to ask, like, if that's where we need to ask ourselves, like, who am I going to be for myself and for others? And do I have the freaking guts to make mistakes? Yes. And I love that you tie this into, I mean, I'm just thinking about Trudeau and yeah, I'm imagining that too. Like the whole nation and the world is really watching you and you're here and you're telling new things every day and you're telling the same things every day and you know that what you say is going to make everyone happy. But I think the important thing is showing up authentically yeah. and that's what matters. And then the people that resonate with you will, you know, will stick around and the ones that don't, yeah. then they don't like, that's just how it's going to be. Right. And it's the same for business. It's the same for friendships. It's the same for careers. It's the same for finding love. It's the same for your current relationship. Right. All we can really do is, yes, there's something to be responsible for always in our communication for how we land for others. I'm not saying we should show up righteous with people, but we should definitely show up genuine, yeah. <laughs> you know, like just be, just be our, our, our truths in the best way we know how. And, um, and because then people have a choice, then they actually get to choose you or, or not choose you. But, which is fine. We, you know, we do that all the time, and, uh, constantly all the time. And we're okay with ourselves doing it. We get so freaked out about the idea of other people not choosing us that it freezes us, mm -hmm. right? It gets us to, you know, not go online or not ask that person out or not, um, you know, blast something like a new, a new program out to the world or, you know, but but then they can't choose. Then they have no chance of choosing you because they don't even know you're there. Yeah, that is so true. And speaking of choosing, we started to really dive into this before we hit record. But I think considering the circumstances in the world right now, that the most thing, 
the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is choose ourselves. And I want to talk more now about like self-empowerment and choosing ourselves and showing up for ourselves while we are in the middle of a pandemic and there's so much uncertainty because I'm definitely seeing. And one thing that I love that I'm seeing online is there's this really big contrast because obviously with myself, mindset coaching and being in personal development, like my social media is very much heavily weighed on. There's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of people who are positive thinkers or they just they they do coaching and all that and then there's a lot of general population for example so I see this contrast between people who are opportunists and looking at you know we have control over our perspective and how we you know the actions we take every day we don't take every day and then there's a lot of like fear instilled conversations where people are like oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna gain weight I'm losing my job like I'm screwed for money my business is going under and so I really want to bring power to this conversation yeah. right now and I want to hear your thoughts on on this yeah well this is a perfect example of of dancing in the in-between right so a lot of times people think I have two choices I can either focus on the positive or focus on or focus on the fear or the negative and the reason why we often want to we want to swim in the fear or the negative or the doom is because we want to be prepared for what might happen right and the reason why people want to stay in the positive and focus on you know the benefits the light the you know all all of those things is because they want to because well they're they don't want the, the, the impacts of fear and, and it feels good it feels good to to be in that space but if you're solely in either of those spaces you're at risk of something so if you stay in fear, then you're going to feel like crap. You're not going to see opportunities. You're going to perpetuate probably and create more of what you don't want that didn't even have to go that way. Like our immune system doesn't work very well if we're constantly afraid and talking to our bodies about what's going to go wrong with our bodies, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so then there's, you know, when we could talk about the mind, body, spirit, like on every level, right? Or if you keep talking about how you have no money, guess what's probably going to keep showing up? You're right. You're not going to be seeing the opportunities for for fi for financial support or opportunities. But if you're all the way only focusing on what's positive and only only staying there, then you might neglect to take some precautionary measures. You might neglect to prepare for what could come in the future. So there's benefits to both. And so my invitation for people is to look at what like I don't know how else to say this, but like be smart about it, <laughs> right? Like, look, like we know, we know if we take this, we just pause for a second and step outside of ourselves and just observe, we know the things that work. And, and a lot of people already know this. They're just, they just haven't grabbed hold of the steering wheel again to, to live it. But we know that planning for the future is important. This is why we have things like savings accounts. This is why we have, you know, like people, why people make schedules and plans for actions and so on. Like we know the value of planning ahead, planning for, you know, like, look, you know, you can look at the government's had a plan for if something like this happens. Now, did they, are they having to adjust the plan to make new plans? Yes, but there was already something in place. That doesn't mean that they were living in fear this whole time, right? So, so letting the fear direct your action. So you can listen to the fear. What's the thing that I need to take care of that will, that will 
help me if this does take a turn for the worse, if this does go on. What I'm doing is I'm planning for this, this whole um, physical distancing going on until September. I have no idea if it will be way, way less or way, way longer, but planning till September gets my head on straight, thinking past my own nose and past what's happening today to look at, you know, what, what are some things that I can do for, um, for my health, for my business, for our finances, for our new house that we just bought, for my daughter, right? Like all these things, it's, it's going to help me instead of just dealing with, ah, now, 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 right? So that's one of the things I'm doing. But at the same time, I have zero interest, and I really I think if any if anyone listening, if you ask yourself this, we have zero interest in in suffering through being afraid all of the time. It's so exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. so exhausting. Yeah, it is. And the truth is, we don't make good decisions from there. No. So just from a logical, strategic standpoint. As long as you you're you're you know doing the, the the planning and stuff like that that you need to do controlling what you can control and you're That's probably a huge re- point. Yeah, we've yeah. got to revise the plan a million times probably, right? As as things unfold, but but then you know you've kind of got your back with that. Now we got to make sure you've got your own back with your own mindset, with your own energy, with your own self-care, with how you're treating people around you, how you're, you know, asking to be treated and so on. Yeah. I love this. And one thing that I was doing a couple of weeks ago, when you're talking about dancing on that line between the fear and like, you know, being positive, for example, is a couple of weeks ago when this whole COVID thing really started going sideways, like I was probably spending like an hour a day reading the news and I was reading it for educational purposes. I was like, I need to understand because if I'm being totally honest, and this is a little bit funny, I didn't really know what COVID was at the start. I don't think anybody did. I Mm. thought because people went a little bit crazy and started buying all the toilet paper from the stores, I thought that COVID was like a gut infection that made you have like ridiculous (laughs) diarrhea. I was like, problems. (laughs) I I genuinely thought that I was like, what? So COVID makes you shit your pants and now there's no toilet paper left in the stores. Like what is happening? And then I started educating myself and looking at the facts. Okay. It's an upper respiratory infection. This is how it spreads. I need to get myself some hand sanitizer, wash my hands. Okay, now we're in lockdown. Like, what am I doing? How am I going to adjust to this? Like, I, once I learned that information, I haven't looked at the news in like probably four days. Like, I don't, there's no, there's nothing else I need to know right now. Like, yes, the death rates are going up. Things are moving in terms of borders and whatnot. But all I can control is what I'm eating, you know, going outside for walks, working out in my condo, which is foreign, and making sure that I, you know, sleep well. And I read and I really make an effort not to be on my phone or like on the screen so much because there's, you know, nothing else to do. And so I felt that, you know, yes, reading the news and and seeing all these deaths and all these like predictions of what's going to happen. Yes, there was a lot of fear in that, but I was aware. I think that's another thing that's really important is being aware of what like the the additional meaning that we're adding to things. Then I was like, okay, these are the facts. That's what I need to know. I don't need to look at the news anymore. And then I just go and figure out a routine that works for me. And I think that people are underestimating the power that they have in that. And that those are the things that they can control. Oh my God. It's so good, Kayla. And here's what I want to point to 
I would really underline the most is where you said, okay, I have the information I need. Now I'm going to go adjust my routine accordingly. And that, but in order for you to do that, now for you, I mean, you're a highly trained individual and you also have a background in a lot of self-discipline from things like being a trainer and all of these different things, right? For a lot of people, that step, that little thing you did there feels next to impossible. Yeah. And the part that's preventing people from just doing that, for just creating that new routine is, is, is having a hard time accepting and surrendering mm. to what's just what's, what's happening now. Yeah. And a lot of times we think if we live in, if we stay in the fear place in the prediction place, and that's why that's where the news starts getting like really unhealthy for people is all of this prediction, prediction, prediction. None of that's happening now. <laughs> What's happening now is you got to stay home. Can't go out too much. Make sure you have enough groceries for at least a week, right? Like these sorts of things, right? And maybe you've lost your job or maybe, you know, or your partner has lost their job or maybe you, you are struggling getting new clients or whatever it is, right? Or maybe you have to work Oh my gosh, those poor frontline workers. Yes, that right? is, yeah. Um, you know, but this is like what we're dealing with now. But if you can, but if you can actually get yourself to this is, this is the new normal. We know it's going to be temporary. It's only mm -hmm. going to, it might last, but it might last a while, right? But if you can say, this is my new normal for now. As soon as you can get yourself there, then we start adjusting our, you know, start adjusting our, hopefully, our, our routines. And then you look again at your alignment. What are the things, what are the things that are important to you? Is it, you know, is it connections and relationships, your health, um, you know, feeling empowered, making a difference? Like, what are your values and how can you now design that into your life now, given what life looks like now? Yeah. But if we're fighting and arguing with how this shouldn't be happening and it's so scary and it could get worse, and if we're there too long, then we're just stuck. And that's yeah, ooh, and hard, I think a harder place to be. It's true. And I think the biggest thing for people too, because you're talking about that fine line where I, I do have this trained level of discipline that all it takes is is a baby step. You know, and for example, yesterday I went for my boyfriend. I've been walking like almost 6K a day outside. Even if it's raining, you just grab an umbrella and that's fine. Like we've never right. done that before until quarantine. And yeah. so we live in a condo and the building manager shut down the gym, obviously, because it's on the senior side. We have a senior plus side, right? And so I had this idea the other day and this kind of ties into what you said, being able to ask for support and being able to ask for what you need. I, I sent him a text. I said, hey, is there any way that we can bring up some dumbbells into our condo? And he said that we could. So I was like, amazing. Oh, awesome. so, so yesterday, we're on this walk. And my boyfriend, he was, he was complaining about how his, he was expressing his frustration around not being able to work out and go to the gym the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, listen, we just need to adapt to the situation. And so we came back. We picked up the dumbbells and we have a very small condo. It's like 550 square foot. Like the living room's really small. Living, living room and kitchen is the same space. And what I, you know, we brought them in. I said, listen, we're going to do this right now. And I had a TRX and so we hooked it up on the door and I moved everything out of the way. And I looked, I Googled like a workout. I never, ever work out at home. Like I can honestly yeah. count on one hand the amount of times I've done it. And I was like, screw this. Like we're going to do this. So, you know, it was 30, 40 minutes and we had this like amazing workout and it was, it was great. And all it took were these like incremental steps and I and I you know was not willing to tolerate him being frustrated I was like we have to take a different action if yeah. and, and think differently like this whole thing is 
perspective. And then the whole thing just unfolded like so beautifully. Right. And now, now we're like motivated to do this because, you know, I was procrastinating for two weeks to not work out at home. I'd been running outside, but not working out at home. And I thought I need to shift this. And it just, it just takes like that small, just one little movement. And that can cause like an avalanche of positive mm-hmm. things to unfold. And I think people underestimate that, like that willingness to surrender and trust yeah. the process. And just try it out. I think too, we get a little bit too caught up in trying to figure out like the, the answer or the right way or the mm-hmm. best way, yeah. the perfect way, as opposed to just try something, mm-hmm. <laughs> try walking farther today and see what happens, yeah. right? Like, try, you know, try, yeah, try doing circuit trainings or try a different circuit training or ask the thing for dumbbells or, or, you know, take the stairs. Like there's just so many, um, try, you know, like I'm never someone who, who cooks from recipes. It's just not really my style. But if I get bored enough, I'm going to be like, try new recipes, you know, like there's just so many, like, why, why not? Why not? And, you know, we get so, we get so stopped, I think, because just as human beings, um, I know you and I, and probably a lot of your listeners know this as human beings, we do not like to feel dominated or Mm -hmm. like we're being controlled or that our freedom is being, you know, infringed upon in any way. Like we're very sensitive to that, particularly, actually, I was gonna say particularly like the strong independent people, but I actually think everything. Look, I keep hearing a lot of my clients are like, look, my grandma will not listen to what the rules are. And she's the most at risk, right? And you think she's like describing her grandma. Normally, grandma is just like does everything for everybody, but she won't do this, right? So you just, we, I don't, I think it's important not to underestimate the, the, the strong reaction, that primal reaction we have to what we are perceiving as being caged or trapped or controlled yeah. or dominated. Like that's a very primal reaction. But when you can when you can kind of just like, like, you know, have a little chat with yourself too, right? Like, okay, but I'm not actually in a cage. I'm not actually imprisoned. I still have Netflix for goodness sake. I still have access to grocery stores from food from all over. <laughs> like, you know, this is like a pretty, you know, for most people, a pretty comfortable infringement on our, on our, you know, on what's happening in our lives. Now, I shouldn't say that's for everybody. For There are huge different degrees on how people are impacted, right? Oh, for sure. But even still, if we can just like honor, okay, yes, I have a, I have a visceral response to this, to my, um, to my limitations, right? That's there. But if we look, even before all of this happened, even before COVID-19, and this is where this is going to be valuable to anybody listening to this at any time, we've always had limitations. We've always had things that um, limit us, dominate us, control us to some degree, right? I mean, just that that's how structures get created. That's how societies get built. That's how, right? Like you were never able to, uh, I don't know, cook pasta while you're supposed to be at work or I don't know like there's all these different things where we if we wanted to we couldn't because it's not appropriate or does it's not a part of a rule or a a law whatever some guideline so we had those before but it was the air that we breathed so for the most part we just worked with it and we created a life that works inside of that well now things are different so we can do just what Kayla said exactly what Kayla said is so brilliant which is okay well this is what things look like right now so all right well let's see if we can get some dumbbells up here we're doing this 
we're just doing this and there's going to be an adjustment period, but it's way better than stomping our feet and crossing our arms or, you know, fretting about what's not happening right now. Yes. By that, I mean the things we're afraid will happen in the future. Oh, for sure. And it doesn't just have to do with COVID. Like this is anything in life, right? And I think some of the most enriching, powerful stories that humans share are when they come back from adversity like this. Yes. And, and I really believe, and it's true, like the law of polarity, when, when things go one way, like for, for, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction as well. Like when things go one way, like they have to come back, like it's just a massive reset. And, you know, there's been a lot of positive things that have that have come from COVID, like more appreciation for the frontline workers. And mm-hmm. I see people on Instagram every night posting a video, you know, I think this is in Toronto too, but downtown Vancouver at 7 p.m., there's people out there smashing their pots and pans, clapping and cheering in honor of the people working frontline right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Beautiful. even just sharing that, just, you know, it, it makes me a bit emotional, right? Because it's true, they don't, they don't get to be at home with their family, they have to self-isolate. And some of those people have babies, you know, and yeah. they, they can't see or touch their kids for weeks on end because they're constantly resetting the two week quarantine every time they leave the house. Mm-hmm. But from that, can you imagine how much more they're going to appreciate being with their family? Like when this is all said and done, like they're never going to take that time for granted. So despite yeah. it being absolutely horrendous in the moment, like there's so many, so many things to appreciate. And and I know that one thing that I was sharing this with you before we jumped on the call was how this morning I thought it was so interesting. There's there is some articles and things that have popped up saying how, you know, there's been like an increase in breakups and divorces and relationships falling apart in 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 this amongst this chaos with the quarantine. And I was just like, this is so interesting because it's just another opportunity to learn how to collaborate with the people that you're currently like living with whether that's like siblings or your parents or grandparents or your partner or friends or whatever it is your roommate I think that again that's just another opportunity like sure you're testing boundaries but then you get the opportunity to shift your communication and be compassionate towards one another and collaborate in different ways because now my boyfriend and I were both working from home and so Mm -hmm. I I've volunteered to be in the bedroom as my office because we we both do calls every day so I'm literally in bed 14 hours a day working uh-huh. and sleeping and he's he's in the the living room and we'll we'll switch it up but it's like that's not ideal I don't think anybody no, would yeah. actually sign up for that but that's just that's just <laughs> what it is right now yeah yeah totally it's so good and you know I think that um again like like all of what we're talking about it comes down to choice so in terms of like for sure people spending extended period of times together is going to bring up stuff also people who are also people who are in isolation or who are single and live alone really challenging them it's bringing up a lot of the stuff that we haven't had to deal with before mm-hmm. and sometimes it's things inside for instance like in the relationship right so Um, so it it can drive that up. And again, it becomes a choice. Am I going to use this to, to, to heal this, to create strategies for this, to work through this, to strengthen our relationship, or is this going to be the reason why, you know, we, you know, we both check out and be our worst selves and, and have it be the demise of a relationship. But I think also too, you know, whether you're in a relationship or not, the thing, the, the thing that I think gets challenged the most for people right now is, when we touched on this earlier, is showing up for yourself. So everyone has a really good excuse right now to not show up for yourselves because, you know, 
our, our lives have changed and we have, you know, we just have a, re a really good excuse to not do that, to just kind of put our hands up and say, I didn't ask for this. And, and now more than ever is when, so if you're in a relationship and I love that you created that Kayla, like you saw, you know, what's needed here. We actually need to have our own separate spaces and we do not have very much space. So the only way is we got to put a wall between us um, so that I can focus on me and what I do and you can focus on you and what you do. And then we can come together when it's appropriate for us to come together. I promise you there's other couples who are like, well, no, I can't work in the bedroom. No, I can't work in the bedroom. And that are like blah, blah, blah about it. Right. Um, there's people who are thinking that they have to do everything together right now, that they have to do all their workouts or go for a run or go for a walk and cook and clean and, and spend all their time together. Like we forget how much choice we still have. Right. We think I have no choices. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have a lot of choices still. Right. And so even creating something, and this would be a very healthy thing for, for couples to be doing is saying, okay, I'm going to, let's say a family with kids. Cause that's like pretty intense right now for people that are working from home or not working and have kids. It's like intense. So to say, okay, I'm going to be with the kids these hours while you go for a run. And then when you come back, then I'm going to go for my run and, and then we're going to do something fun together. And then, okay, I'm going to do homeschooling with the kids while you just focus on working and then we're going to switch and, you know, like really creating something that honors all of the things that are actually important to you, but it's got to be coordinated. It has to be intentional. You have to really abide by it. Right. Um, you know, we're all used to, whether you're introverted or extroverted, we're all used to a certain amount of alone time. A certain, we, the people aren't talking about that. We're talking about how hard being isolated it is. It's also hard for a lot of people not being a little more isolated, right? And so really like designing in that balance if you're alone too much, making sure you're talking to a lot of people, right? And if you're with your family too much, making sure you lock yourself in a room or take yourself on solo walks or whatever you got to do to get that, to keep your head healthy, head and body healthy. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, I think it really comes down to commitment again, right? I think, you know, back to when you shared your story of how you committed to doing this, this video blogging and, and sharing that, like you made that commitment initially and then things unfolded. And then you know, just as that minor example yesterday with my boyfriend and we went for a walk, I'm like, Hey, we're grabbing the dumbbells. I'm bringing them upstairs. Like that minor commitment led to yeah. this great workout. And now this new possible routine that we can do for the next like few weeks for however long we're in lockdown. And I think that's all it takes is just making these little commitments. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, it really is even in itself through these challenging times, it's like such a blessing as you keep reminding us that we do have choices. Like so we, many. We always have yeah. we always have a choice, right? And even the you we always get to choose your attitude about what's happening and your and your perspective. And yeah. I think that's critical. And I know one thing that I want to dive into a little bit, and I'm sure that you've you've coached this with your clients, is talking about stories. So this is like one of the biggest things that I've learned from Landmark is, is stories and like the perceptions and things that we create. And I think that there's a lot of stories right now going on, you know, not just because of COVID, but I think as just a human being, that's what we do. And so yeah. what's a way that, that you approach this? Because I think if people understand this a bit more, that's also going to help them, you know, be more proactive right now. 
Yeah, well, so uh, so another way, so for people that aren't familiar with what you mean by stories, another way of saying it is we is interpretations, like interpretations, meanings, predictions, all of the things that aren't actual facts <laughs> that are things that are happening now. Anything that's not a fact is a interpretation, a story, a meaning, a prediction, uh, and all of that is the creation of the mind, right? And so first of all, just bringing awareness to how much we do that can be very helpful, especially in relationships because, oh, and for women, I think especially too, because we pride ourselves in being able to read people and being intuitive mm. and, um, <laughs> Right. And, and, and while that, all of that, I believe to be accurate, most of the time when we think we're doing that, we're actually inaccurate and um, we're making assumptions is more of what we're doing than anything. And, uh, and to the demise of ourselves, of the relationship of the other person. So, so I think, gosh, it's like such a life practice as you know, right? Um, So if we look at well, I mean, I, I was, wait, let me just use me as an example. So I'd say two Fridays ago, like just after COVID hit here, so the, the Friday after all schools closed down, I felt like for us here, for me, shit got real when the schools closed down. It was just kind of this thing people were talking about until schools got closed down. I was like, oh, okay, like maybe I should <laughs> be paying more attention, right? Um and, uh, and the Friday after that, so then I started watching more of the news, making sure I was getting informed, but then I started noticing my brain doing that thing that the brain does, which is, you know, making up problems that aren't actually happening right now. Um, and, and it's, it's almost like when the mind takes on a life of its own, we're no longer creating, we're no, we don't feel like really, you can just look at like, I just don't feel good is also a way that you can tell you're in some sort of story or interpretation, right? But I noticed it and, and I'm really, to me, it's really important to honor our feelings and honor, you know, to take the time to process things and to not make it bad or wrong that, that we're struggling or having a hard time or being scared. I think all of that's really normal and okay. But for me, I had to make a conscious choice of, okay, allowing that, but I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay here. I don't like how this feels. I'm having a hard time thinking clearly. Um, I, you know, my daughter needs me, my clients need me, and I need me right now. So I think when we start paying attention to what gives us mental clarity, what gives us a sense of empowerment, what has us make the best decisions with the information we have, then we can start noticing how unhelpful stories, meanings, interpretations, and predictions are. So I think it's more of like a, like when we step back and just start paying attention to that, like, oh, like, I just like, you know, for some people, they're like, I don't even want to get out of my pajamas today, or I just want to get lost in movies all day, every day. Like, you want to ask yourself, like, does that really, like, is that, are you, do you feel good doing that, right? Do you feel good watching the news all day, every day? Is it, what is it actually serving? And so when we start asking some of those questions, I feel, Kayla, like, then we start, we might notice when a meaning, interpretation, prediction, story is comes up, and then we just call it out for what it is, 
and and just let it be like you know how there's that i don't know if you know this or not it was a, a common meditation practice is you're not trying to stop your thoughts you just notice them in like the clouds in the sky you just exactly. let them pass you by right you just don't grip on and hang out on that cloud you just let the cloud pass and so it's kind of like that you don't you're not going to stop the stories they're going to happen <laughs> right but you're like eh, i don't really want to hang out in that cloud <laughs> yes. <laughs> let that oh, one yes. pass yes yes i i love I love this example and like the meditations and the clouds and just letting the thoughts go by. And that's something that, again, as you continue to develop your awareness, like you'll start to notice the stories. Like I have a really close girlfriend of mine. We talk every day and sometimes, you know, both of us have gone through some pretty tough things in our life recently. And we, you know, we'll just show up very human to one another and be like, Oh my God, this is what's happening. I'm so pissed off. I'm screwed. Like all these things. And then I would catch myself and be like, okay, no, that's a story. I'm definitely just blowing things out of proportion so I can feel better right now. That's not actually yeah. what's happening. It's going to be fine. And then you catch yourself, right? But, but like yeah. you said, it is really important to, to honor the feelings of what yeah. you're thinking so that you can process it. And I think the other thing that I really love when it comes to coaching with people is getting them to focus on what they want. So for example, if you're a business owner and you're like, say a couple of weeks ago, you're at the start of this COVID crisis where things are shutting down and all of a sudden you're in a position where it's like okay there's a possibility that I might have to shut my business down and lay my people off and then it's like oh my god what if I have to go what if I go bankrupt what if I can't put food on my table for my family like what if this this and this like those are very valid yeah. thoughts and feelings of fear that you're having but then when you're when you're back in that space there's another direction you can go and it's like, okay, what do I, well, what do I actually want? It's like, well, of course I want my business to keep going. Of course I want to keep putting food on my table. How can I make this work? Okay. Can I shift things to go online? I can use yeah. these services to charge my clients. I can, I have the opportunity to be more creative on other passive streams of income or offering deals or, you know, doing this or, you know, yes, I might have to take money out of my savings, but I could compensate by doing that. And it's, it, there's such a difference with you were talking about earlier about being smart. There's such a difference with being in that space of where you're aware of where your thoughts are going and, and, and deciding and choosing, I'm going to focus on what I want to happen instead, because that's where the ideas and the opportunities come. Like just like you at the start, when you started doing the vlogging and you had a choice, like you could either, when initially it was suggested, Oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you find love? And you're like, Ooh, like it was cringy. Yeah. In that moment, you were like at a crossroads. It was like, okay, sure, I could go into dating. I know how it's going to be. I've already done this a million times. I don't have time for this. But instead, yeah. you're like, well, what I actually want is to find the love of my life. That's what I actually want. So yeah. then because you actually focused on that, rather than avoiding what you didn't want, things started unfolding for you. Yes, exactly. So this is something that, you know, we're not, we're not saying don't ever listen to a story that you have. Sometimes when you see the things you don't want, if you think about the opposite, then you realize you can actually see what you do want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like it's not, and I, it, it, again, I think people sometimes hear what you're saying and what you're saying is golden, but I think sometimes people hear it and then they interpret it from um, all the way to that other extreme, which I mean, which is like, not dealing with a potential threat, like no plan for the future, but um, but you can do that through getting committed to what it is that you actually want. Like, why do you even have that business? Uh, you know, so part of it, and, there, and if you break down the different things that you want, well, 
I want to feed my family. I want to take care of them. I want to create financial security. I also really want to contribute to people. I also want to have a sense of my own independence, right? So let's, let's just say, for example, those were sort of the three biggies that you realize why you had your business in the first place. Well, like your prior business may have been a wonderful way to package that, but those things can be packaged in all kinds of different ways, sometimes together, sometimes apart. Uh, you know, like there's, it doesn't have, like what we need to do is just let go of how we think it should look and then start discovering different ways it could look. And, and that I think is how we can really use what exactly what you were saying, Kayla, cause that's so good. Like just actually, we'll like focus on what you do want. And, and all of a sudden, right. Our brain, cause if our brain is in that amygdala hijack in that like panic, panic, panic sort of place, um, feeling the threat and focusing on the threat, it's tunnel vision when we're there. There's no, it's fight, flight, or freeze. It's not, that is not the creative space. That is not what solution oriented. The solution is fight, flight, or freeze. Like those are the only options, right? Yeah. And so, and, and so what, what you're suggesting is so brilliant because that actually gets, gets our head spaced into a much, uh, a much more functional headspace, a healthier mindset so that we can see opportunities or creatively take on, see the big picture like this, you know, yes, what we're dealing with has a, has a massive impact. Like there's no, there's no getting around that, but it's not going to last forever. And it doesn't have to impact everything for everybody. Right. It's just, yes, there are impacts, but but let's actually look at like what's what's possible now. What are our options? What could we do? Right? Yeah. And I think again, when we talk about commitment and choice and everything we've talked about, and I, I share this with you before we jumped on the call, but you know, if I'm being really honest, the last six months for me living in Vancouver have been incredible and also very challenging because initially when I came, I thought, oh, I'm totally gonna get my business off the ground and I was working for Lululemon. I thought, okay, these this is how I can move up in the company. And long story short, that didn't happen in the last six months and I was really mm -hmm. struggling. And then we're coming into this, this COVID experience and pandemic and I was in the process since January of looking for a new employment. And in my mind, you know, I knew what I didn't want. I didn't want to continue working this position. I, you know, didn't want to continue going into debt. I didn't want to be like restricted anymore. There's a lot of things I didn't want, but it, and it's funny because even just thinking of those couple things, I had to really think about what I didn't want because I'm so used to focusing on what I want. And I yeah. thought in January, I was like, I want a remote working position that pays me really well, that has a flexible schedule, that is related to what I love doing, that's going to allow me to build my business on the side. And I can focus on that because I'm not coming from a place of scarcity anymore. I got really like effing intentional about it. And I, and I, I just want to share this with people that, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I just got offered a job like three days ago, literally my so dream good. job doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense how I found it. It ties in entrepreneurship, personal training, coaching, like there's so, I, it literally blows my mind and, and it, it showed up and I kept choosing that even though right now, you know, Lululemon is shut down. And what happened yeah. instead was that you know, I have pay security for the next six weeks on top of working a new job that pays like more than two and a half times what I was making in the middle of a pandemic. And that mm -hmm. is 100% because since the beginning, no matter what, I had plenty of rejections in the last few months. And yeah. I was watching my credit card go up in debt. And now it's like, it's going to be paid off in like six weeks. And it's like, it's, it was, it was honestly because of everything that we've talked about in this conversation, being committed, 
doing what I needed to do, taking baby steps and, you know, just taking the actions and focusing on what I want. Like there's so much power in that. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't all easy. Like, you know, I have definitely been up late crying at night. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I don't know how this is going to work out. And, you know, like even, even last week I turned 30 and I'll be totally honest, something happened that day. And I was like in the bathroom crying on the floor. I was so frustrated. I was mm-hmm. so angry because there were things that were out of my control in that moment yeah. that all I could do was wait and just surrender. And then literally a week later, I got this job offer and they offered me like the max amount of pay. And I I was just like, I cannot believe, I can't believe this is happening. And maybe somebody listening to this right now, they're not looking for a new job, you know, they're looking for that relationship or they're looking for a breakthrough in their health, whatever it is. Like it, all that matters is that you focus on what you want and can just continue to take those small actions because it's, it, it's so underestimated, like how it unfolds. Totally. I mean, so we could, we could just put repeat on your story, but a takeout, finding a job and put in finding your dream house. And that's yeah. what happened to me during this pandemic. Oh my God. We got our dream yeah. house. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was still for the past year. We've been looking, well, year, yeah, basically year, year now, since our daughter was born, right? Since our daughter was born, especially cause I work from home. Like we need a bigger house. We need, like, I just, it's like for, I need, I just really wanted this house and it seemed, it's been seeming impossible, impossible, impossible for so long. And, um, and even the day before we got our house, I even did a post. I was like, oh, I forgot to be a power love woman. Like I let this get to me. We, I really thought that we were going to find something. We spent a whole day looking at all these houses in this area that we finally opened ourselves up to. I was like, all signs for me intuitively was like, oh my God, we're finding our house today. Like I know it. And then we went, it was one big fat day of disappointment. And, and I was so frustrated after again, like, like, again, it was like a year of it. Um, and, uh, and I did this post and I shared vulnerably about like how I started blaming Tommy. I was blaming myself. I was like mad at the universe. I was like all these things, right? Like, this is like, just, you know, the, the very human parts of myself were showing up so powerful to share publicly when things like that happen, by the way, because it trues ourselves to who we really are and where, who we really want to be for ourselves in these moments. And we're not shoving it down. We're not ashamed of it. We're not hiding it. Right. And the next day, Tommy, um, and this actually the next day was also, uh, oh no, pardon me. So the next day, Tommy calls me and he says, I'm not working. Uh, like I just got sent home from work today because something got canceled at the job site or something that never has never happened ever since I've ever known him. He's like, I'm not working today, but remember that house we wanted to see, but we couldn't see. Um, I just talked to an agent. We could go today. Can you clear your calendar? And a part of me kind of wanted to be like, look, just because I work for myself doesn't mean that I can just drop everything. <laughs> like, I, you know, I wanted to go there at first. And then I was like, no, I'm like, yes, I do want to go. Yes, I can. I can actually clear my calendar and make it all work. We drove. So it's an hour out of the city where we were going. We saw this house. We fell in love with it. Uh, and this was at the start of the COVID-19. Uh, you know, I didn't know to what degree how serious this was going to get, but like, this was like happening, like this was happening and basically progressing through our whole week of negotiating. And, um, and we also, we were like, this is, this is the amount that we want to pay. They were asking for more. We were offering, we, we totally negotiated it and ended up getting it almost exactly at the price that we wanted. And it's way beyond what I ever would have imagined. It's right by the lake. It's only an hour north of the city. 
um, it, it has a pool. We didn't even think we wanted a pool. Huge yard. My my office now has like wraparound windows oh with, my God. Uh, with a gorgeous deck and a view of the lake. Like this is just out of this world beyond what I thought was was possible given my experience the last year of house hunting. Okay. And, and the day we closed the deal was actually the day that schools closed and we were like, Oh, should we, and we kind of had that, like, should we not do this? And we just thought, you know what? No, we're doing this. We're doing this. And every day I have the option of being afraid for this, this like new, um, you know, elevation in my quality of life, but also the expenses of my life, right? I have that option or I can celebrate that I freaking manifested the house of my dreams well beyond what I thought was, was possible. And I just had to keep, yeah, I got frustrated. Yeah. I cried some days. Yeah. Sometimes Tommy and I argued about it, but we just kept, we would let it go and then kept coming back. And then yeah. here we go. Right. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I, I love that we just shared like two massive stories of huge breakthroughs in our life in the middle of the chaos in the world. Cause that doesn't mean just because, you know, there's things out of our control that are falling apart. That doesn't mean that we can manifest the things that we want in our life. That does not, no, it does, that, is, yeah. that is, that is, a, that in itself is a story. That's an interpretation. Oh, things are falling apart. The world is shut down. I can't have the things that I want. That's, that's not right. true. That's where we take the hands off the wheel. And that's what we want to make sure that we're not doing. That's why we're here talking about empowerment. Empowerment is having your hands on the wheel and being able to navigate the obstacles, which may or ever changing. And, and the, the factors, the variables, I mean, it's all just like this wild jungle of life, right? Yeah. Um, but you're still driving. You're still the one driving. So for you, you could have told yourself, oh, COVID-19's here. I'm not even going to bother trying to find a job. Yeah. Right. Why even bother? It would be a waste of time. There's entrepreneurs right now saying, nope, nobody's buying anything but toilet paper. So I'm just <laughs> not going to show up for my people. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to hide out until this blows over. I'm not going to invest in myself or I'm not going to like any, I'm not going to take time on this. I'm going to just write a book and be invisible for, for, for a month. Right. Um, we definitely had the chance to, to say, to like pull the plug on the, uh, well, first of all, I could have said, no, I don't want to go see a drive an hour again to go see a house that I don't want to risk being disappointed again. Yeah. Right. There's all kinds of people in who are love and da like dating like this, like I've got, you know, I've got a, a group of clients that are specifically looking for love and they all have had the choice that the thought why bother right now? Cause I can't oh, even yeah. the person in person. Right. But no man, what the, 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 they're doing is they're like, everybody's online right now. Yeah. <laughs> and now a guy, and now a guy can't, uh, you know, can't expect sex on the second date. You oh know, cause it's, my God. Skype dates. Right. Yes. And, and like, yeah, now you're forced to actually take it slow and get to know each other. Oh my God. How amazing. <laughs> right. Um, so we always have, we have so many choices right now, but that's, we need to own that we're actually driving the car and grab that wheel again so yeah. that you can have the things you want. Yes. And one of the things that I really caught myself and trained myself to think is when things get really bad, like when they really sink, and I'm talking about the law of polarity, is that like, you know, last week on my 30th birthday, when I'm having this breakdown, it's like, I realized I'm like, if this is my lowest low right now, it's only up from here. And then sure enough, within a week, this job opportunity came up. And so I think that's the other thing too, is that if you believe that 
you know, for example, you've already been through this for a year and you've dealt with the disappointments that it's, if you believe that, that, that it's an upswing from there, then that that's, what's going to happen. And the other Mm -hmm. thing that I really learned in the last few months of like really putting myself out there and looking for, for employment that would interest me and that I would love is like the, this whole thing about disappointment is I told myself, I was like, okay, Kayla, you're going to show up 110% for all these interviews. And some of them, there was like three or four interviews, like it was nuts. And, and I was like all excited. And, and then, and then of course I'm excited. And there's these thoughts of, well, what if it doesn't work out? Maybe I should be more humble and just think, oh yeah. And like not really share about that. I had this interview or that this happened just in case I get disappointed. Yeah. yeah. But then, but then what I realized at the power of this, I thought, okay, no, I'm going to push myself. I'm hundred percent in, and I'm so willing to deal with the disappointment if it, if it shows up when it does, but I'd rather be able to say that I trusted the process hundred percent. I went in hundred percent committed because if it didn't work out, a, I know that I'm not going to have any shame or guilt because I went all in. There, there was no holding back. And because yeah. of that, it would allow me to move forward quicker and just get on with it to the next thing. Totally. That, yeah, that was you're something. Not sitting there, you're not sitting there wondering or regretting that you didn't do more and what if, what if, what if, what if. Exactly. Right? And I think I love, so first of all, that's, this is a key thing I actually talk about a lot is, is around how we, we, we often make the mistake of trying to get around disappointment yes. and, and filter what actions we're willing to take and how, to what degree we'll go all in to hopefully avoid having our heart broken or be massively disappointed. And, and what you're saying, Kayla, is just so, oh, I could swear right now. You have no idea. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I swear a lot. So I got to really, you know, watch myself sometimes. Um, But it's so perfect because what we, again, what our brain makes up automatically is, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be strategic um, in how I go about this to avoid going all in so that I don't get really disappointed if it doesn't work out. Right. But when we do that, we're not take we're we're really limiting the kinds of actions that we take. You're you know you're you know not trying as hard, not preparing as much, not going on as many dates, not you know being as vulnerable, whatever. Like we could make it apply to everything, right? And so then so then that's the way we're going about it. And then we think so to some degree, if it doesn't work out, yes, you can tell yourself, eh, well, I didn't try that hard anyway. Yes. That is one way of responding, but you know, a part of you is thinking, but what if I did? Yeah. What if I did? Yeah. And what people forget, and I think, and, and cause, because sometimes when we do go all in, sometimes people have a really, they do get so heartbroken and, and then think horrible things about themselves. Yeah. Like if I can't even make this relationship work when I went all in, or if I can't get the job that when I tried my very, very best, that must mean something is inherently wrong with me. Yeah. And that's where we're going to tie this together to that whole idea of who are you going to be for yourself? Oh, so when, <laughs> when you, the, you know, when, when you do face rejection or you are disappointed, you don't get the thing that you want. Cause if you can stand where Kayla just said, right. If you can be what Kayla just said, which is, I knew I gave everything I got. I put it all on the table. So if I don't get it, I have no regrets. It just wasn't meant for me. Yes. It wasn't, that's just like, the, it's a, it answers it for you. If you can stand there, holy shit, you can accomplish so many things. 
Yes. Oh my God. I love, I love so much that you just tied in the whole bit about who you're going to be for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it's true at the end of the day when, you know, back, like, let's just go back the last three months from January to March when I was getting rejections and rejections after rejections are just not hearing back. And that was exactly it. Well, Kayla, who are you going to be for yourself? Are you going to be this like pity party little whining biatch? Or are you, are you just <laughs> going to like pick yourself up and, and keep looking and yeah. keep going and just keep showing up? Like that yeah. was, that was it. And sure, there were definitely moments where, like I said, I was like up late looking for jobs, crying, like didn't know what the F I was doing. And I allowed myself like tears as I'm on the computer, like I'm going to just keep going and then I'll deal with this tomorrow. And it paid off, right? So yeah, it's not always going to be pretty, but it's true. Like how how are you going to show up for yourself? That is like the most important thing ever in any situation, COVID, relationship, whatever. When we start standing there, then we're not trying to find this like sweet spot and stay there all the time. Like we're all human, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you were up crying. I was stomping my feet saying, I'm not going to any more open houses unless for sure we're going to get it. You know, you know, like we all do those things. Right. Um, you know, I've gone through fluctuation because my daughter doesn't have daycare and I love my daughter, but it's also really challenging to to have your own business and have, and be full-time mom. Like it's challenging. Right. So I got a constant, like I get frustrated. I get sometimes torn in two directions and, you know, but, and, so it's not that we have those responses or those react, those really like normal human responses. It's then once you're aware of it, right? And sometimes it takes a little bit, but the moment we're aware for it, that's our moment. That's our chance to show up for ourselves. That's our chance to pivot. That's our chance to create and execute who we really want to be for, like for ourselves, like for the, the people who are seeing us as an example for the world, because really our life is our message to the world, right? So it totally is. Yeah, I, I deeply, I so deeply appreciate the level of like authenticity with our conversation today. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. And sometimes I think coaches and people, they kind of share their results. And you know, this is what happens, like, this is what you have to do. But I, you know, you and I were just literally both so willing to be like, yes, we were crying. Yes, we were fighting or arguing with our spouses. Like, yes, we had temper tantrums. Like, you know, <laughs> yes, we whatever. Like, it's, we totally admitted to being human because that is just part of the whole process. And I'm like totally. so proud. I'm so proud and excited to share this episode because of like the level of authenticity. It's just so much gold. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Well, I'm, yes. I'm, really, I'm grateful to get to have this conversation with you, Kayla. You're awesome. Oh, thank you so much. And so with that being said, can you please share any like final words that you want to, to drop in here? And then also we can talk about where people can connect with you as well. Sure. I mean, I don't know what other final words I can give. I just feel like we really laid it out for people, right? Like I'd say the ultimate theme is like for everyone, like if you're listening right now, I would, because it's really easy to listen to something passively and have it make no difference. So I would actually stop and ask yourself right down somewhere, who am I going to be for myself? Uh, or who am I? Let me say that a different way. Who am I for myself? And it's yeah. almost like writing vows for yourself, right? Yeah. Like, and particularly when when things go to poop, 
right? When things go to poop, who are you, who are you for yourself? Um, so you're your first partner, first and foremost. Um, so I think it's a really great exercise for everyone to ask themselves and then look and see, right? Like look and see what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what can you pivot? What can, what can you, if we just summarize some of the things that we highlighted, right? What can we focus on? What are the things that you actually want so if you surrender to how things are, what is it that you actually want <laughs> yes. and, then, and start looking for those opportunities rather than staring at the parts that you don't want, right? Exactly. And so, um, and so yeah, so if anyone wants to um, access more of either my free content or work with me, uh, the best place for you to go is my website, which is michellebaxo.com. It's B, so M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-B-A-X-O.com. Uh, right there, right in the beginning, there's a place where you can um, where you can watch. It's uh, one of my live talks, and it all it's all about. If you think I got raw and real here, you guys got to listen to this story. <laughs> so this is where I talk about I have like my personal story um, going from powerless to powerful, um, it, it, particularly in how I was loved by others. And how I showed up for myself and as how it related to different relationships. But really, it's fundamentally really a story about who I've been from, who I wasn't for myself and who I became for myself. Um, and I shared things, oh my God, that like were so hard for me to share, but I knew were really important. So that's a really, I would say that's a really great place for people to start. It also gets you on my mailing list. And so you get all kinds of really great um, great content. And if you want to, if you want to reach out and work together, um, you can either shoot me an email or, or go, we would book a consult together, which is michellebaxo.com slash Michelle. And you can schedule a consult with me and we can, I can tell you the options. That's perfect. Do you have any Facebook groups or are you active on Instagram as well? If people want to follow you there? So I, so I do have a Facebook business page, but honestly, you, so, so you could find my Facebook business page, which is called, um, power love with Michelle back. So also I'm pretty, I'm pretty open with, uh, like with, if you want to just add me on Facebook or follow me, even my personal page, cause I do a lot of stuff there. I do have an Instagram account. I hardly ever use it though. Oh, <laughs> so, fair enough. Uh, fair but enough. you could definitely find me on Instagram, Power Love Coach Michelle Back. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I would say face, Facebook is where I seem to be sort of the most active, and with my and with my uh, with my mailing list, uh, I make sure that so if you're one of my peeps, one of my Power Love peeps, that you don't miss anything that's going to be really useful. Amazing. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. And I, I love everything about it. I, I love doing these interviews and just bringing people on and having people share their story. And I'm very grateful that you made the time for this today. I'm so glad to. Thanks for having me. This has just been wonderful. You're welcome. And thank you to the listeners for listening today and tuning in. If you could please like, subscribe, leave a comment. And if you share this, just tag us and let us know what you think because we would love to hear from you. So thank you very much for listening and I will chat with you in the next episode.